Imagine relaxing in the sun, velvet soft sand beneath your toes, gently swaying the palms above you in aquamarine waters before you, or hearing the sounds of mariachis, climbing ancient ruins, and swimming in crystal clear underground pools. The Caribbean, or Caribbean, and Mexico offer some of the best vacationing in the world. After being cooped up inside most of the winter, are you ready for some fun in the sun? I know I am. I'm Mary Herendine. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. Today, we're going to explore the magic of vacationing in the Caribbean and Mexico. And to help us do that, Sarah Greaves Gabadon joins us. She's an award-winning travel journalist, on-screen host, and special correspondent for Travel and Leisure magazine. Her articles have appeared in Condé Nast Traveler, Afar, The Telegraph newspaper in the UK, and Canada's Globe and Mail. She has an enormous following on social media, where you might know her as Jet Set Sarah. Sarah, welcome to Traveling with AAA. Thank you so much, Mary. I'm thrilled to be here. I love to share the Caribbean with the world. Good. We're so excited to have you. Now, you call yourself a caravangelist. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean by caravangelist that I'm essentially an evangelist for the Caribbean. I am the gospel that I'm spreading is that all the islands are diverse. They are culturally rich. They are full of life. They're all very different. And there's so much more than just sandy beaches and swaying palms. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Um, where would you suggest us going? You know, you can't go wrong anywhere in the Caribbean, frankly, because all the islands are different, right? If you wanted nightlife and great food, I might send you to Puerto Rico. If you wanted to be really away from everyone and do a lot of hiking, I might send you to Seba in the Dutch Caribbean, where I just came back from last week. Uh, and if you wanted the entire package, mountains, rivers, food, reggae, rum, I'd send you to Jamaica because it is, it's a full package. I love to hear that. You know, you said the Caribbean isn't just one entity. Each island has its own culture, history, and identity. Now, you recently wrote a story for AAA Explorer magazine about what islands might be best for certain kinds of vacationers. So, for example, if you're a mom like me with two kids, where would you suggest we go? Or maybe a couple seeking romance. Where should they go? Okay. Um, I love to send families to the Bahamas because it's an archipelago of 700 islands. So, you know, you're going to find one that suits you. Uh, they're great all-inclusive resorts there. It's very safe and the water is so calm and mostly very shallow. So it's nice if you have little ones. Um, for an adventure, maybe I'd send them to Jamaica because we've got high mountains and roaring rivers and beautiful beaches. You can go and climb the cascades at Duns River Falls, which are 600 feet high. That's always a charge. Um, couples, I love St. Lucia. St. Lucia uh, looks a bit like the South Pacific. You know, it's it's uh, very famous for its pitons, the two volcanic spires that are iconic of the island. And whether you're just, you can climb them, of course, you can climb one of them, Gros Piton, or you can just cruise by. It makes a really romantic um, excursion that really is quite unforgettable. Uh, and then there's some, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking of St. Lucia when you were mentioning that, that it really is unforgettable. I spent some time there about 15 years ago and it was mm -hmm. amazing. First time I ever went and, snorkeling and just yes. gorgeous. Did you see the pitons? I did. I did. It was And now are they amazing, just rising them out of the sea like that? Incredible. Incredible experience. Now, um, 
you also mentioned safety and the Bahamas are very safe. In terms of COVID protocols, what are some of the things that we should keep in mind? Is there a current situation in the Caribbean regarding COVID? Yeah, so the first thing to know is that the Caribbean, you know, handled the pandemic really, really well. Um, they locked down very quickly and really didn't start opening un until uh, the summer of 2020. And as they've opened, every island has different protocols for if you want to visit. So the first thing to know about visiting the Caribbean is that for now, at least, spontaneous trips are off the table. You need to plan because you're going to need to go online and apply for authorization. And that authorization most likely is going to ask you to show either proof of vaccination and or proof of COVID testing. And it could be a PCR test that's required. It could be uh, an antigen test that's required. Um, it could, there are some countries that won't accept people who aren't vaccinated, like uh, the Turks and Caicos Islands and Bermuda, which isn't Caribbean, but we embrace it in the region. Um, so you really have to do a lot of research beforehand and plan your trip properly to avoid getting turned away at the airport. Yeah. How far in advance should somebody start planning their travel? Well, you know, it really depends, but I would say you probably want to allow yourself two weeks because you may want to think about, uh, especially now, it's probably best to go somewhere where you have a direct flight and you don't have to connect through another country. Because, of course, if you have to connect through another country, you also have to apply for authorization and testing for that, your connecting country, as well as your destination country. So decide where you want to go by, and make it easy on yourself by choosing somewhere that's a nonstop flight from your destination and then go to that country's official tourism website. And you can do that simply by looking, uh, putting in the Google search box, the name of the destination and official tourism website. Go there and you will see on the front page of all the Caribbean destinations websites are their travel requirements and a link to uh, where you can go and apply for entry. Thank you for sharing that with us. There's lots to keep in mind. Are there some other things that we should keep in mind when we're booking a trip either to the Caribbean or Mexico? Well, you know, I say to people now, it's not, you don't have to just say, mm, where do I want to vacation for the next week? You also have to consider to yourself, where would I not mind quarantining for the next week? <laughs> and where could I afford to quarantine for the next week? Because unfortunately, you know, some, we, we can take all the care that we can, but especially with Omicron, there are chances that when you get to your destination, you test positive. You might not arrive positive, but you might become positive. And obviously then you don't have the option to just turn around and go home. You have to stay where you are. And hotels have been understanding and they will give you a reduced rate. Some at the beginning of the Omicron surge were even saying you can stay for free. That's not so much now, but the people were a reduced rate, but you have to budget your time and you have to have a backup plan really for if I'm not going to be able to get home after five days who will look after my dog who will look after my children you know will I be able to work remotely there are lots of you know it's become increasingly complicated to travel to the Caribbean but you know what it's always worth it once you're there right it sounds like it and yes it's gorgeous stunning I haven't been back in a long time I think my most recent trip was to Mexico and you mentioned Mexico um, is also a beautiful place what are some mm -hmm. of the things that make Mexico so appealing uh, of a place to visit 
You know what? Uh, so first of all, when we're talking about Mexico, um, we're talking about Cancun, and then we're talking about the Riviera Maya, which is essentially that 80-something miles of coast that goes south of Cancun past Tulum. And it is amazing the breadth and the quality of resorts at all price points that Mexico has along this Riviera Maya. So that's very appealing. Lots of all-inclusives if, you, if you're into that. Um, the beaches, amazing. The food, fantastic and of course we have really good air connections here from here in the states so it's easy to get to it's beautiful the service is fantastic and the accommodations are top notch is pretty much what more could you want no you're right i've been to several all-inclusives both in mexico and in the caribbean um, and they seem to be increasingly popular why do you think that is and what are all-inclusive resorts doing to try to ensure a covid safe experience for travelers Right. Well, you know, you can't, the, the main appeal of an all-inclusive is that you've paid your money up front and there are no horrible vacation spoiling surprises when you get there, right? You know, if the kids want an extra ice cream, they can have it. Um, there are even some resorts that include spa treatments. So if you want a spa treatment, you can have it. So the big draw there is that you pay one price up front and you never have to worry about the added extras. Um then, of course, when you, sorry, what was the second part of the question, Mary? Um, what are the all-inclusive resorts doing ah. to try to ensure a COVID-safe experience? Yes. Okay, so first thing to know is the Caribbean and Mexico, I think, definitely Caribbean, is the world's most tourism-dependent region. So the Caribbean is vested in getting people back into their resorts and give, bringing them here for a vacation. So what, one of the things that they're doing, you see a lot of changes, but one of the things that they're doing is many resorts are offering not just on-site testing while you're there and for when you go home, but also complimentary testing. So they're making it easy for you to come. So that's one less thing you need to worry about because the last thing you want to do is because, of course, there's the requirement now for U.S. citizens and anyone returning to the U.S., to have a COVID test uh, negative result within 24 hours of their return. So that's a real damper for your last day of your vacation if you can't find a test or if the tests are as expensive. So all-inclusives and other hotels, but all-inclusives for sure are offering that included in the price of your stay and you don't even have to go to a clinic, it's done right there. Um, things like the buffet, which has become synonymous with all-inclusive, there's still a buffet, but now it's no longer self-service. You are served. You can still have as much as you like, but someone is going to serve you. Um, I'm seeing a lot of all-inclusive resorts that are limiting capacity. So it might be a 300-room resort, but for now, they're only taking 200 rooms worth of guests so that everybody has that feeling of space, nobody is crowded, and then they get that feeling of safety that that imparts. Um, and you see that that spacing out, that limiting of um, of people and lack of crowding on everything from the bus that would take you from the resort, sorry, from the airport to the resort. It might be a 50-seater bus, but they're only allowing 25 people to go on it. Uh, when you go to a restaurant in the resort, it might seat 100, but they've decided to limit it to 50 or 75 people at a time. Resorts are being really sensitive about people needing to feel safe under the sun and really doing their very best to give people that feeling. That's certainly what I felt when I last traveled to Mexico last year. I found that um, some of the same things that you're mentioning, that it was a lot less crowded. And it seemed mm -hmm. to make my vacation even better because I wasn't worried about trying to get everything in. There was a lot of space around, and it just felt like um, a more relaxed environment at that uh, yeah. all-inclusive. The one thing that wasn't relaxed, though, was 
juggling all of my luggage, all of my baggage, and also <laughs> my kids. So I have this huge problem. Um, you ask my husband, he'll agree with you, or he'll agree with me that I'm constantly overpacking and always struggling with what should I bring, what should I wear. Uh, and I think you have some suggestions on your website, jetsetsarah.com. What would you suggest uh, somebody bring or wear at an all-inclusive resort? You know what I would say to you, if you're traveling to the Caribbean, and, and particularly if you're staying in an all-inclusive resort, bring half as many clothes as you think you need and twice as many accessories. That is my formula because accessories can really change up a look. So I would say, you know, do nobody wants to spend their time on vacation ironing, right? So yeah. a lot of knit fabrics, a lot of flowy dresses, um, for the for the guys, just one pair of like docker slacks is gonna do you fine. One short sleeve button down shirt or two is gonna be fine at dinner time. But really you're gonna spend most of your days in on or by the water. So you want something cool. You're in the Caribbean, so now's the time to get colorful. Please don't bring your New York black. You know, <laughs> branch out a bit, wear a floral, wear a color. Um, just anything that you com feel comfortable in comfortable in and that is your style and also remember um if you're in the caribbean you know, the caribbean is typically a very conservative area so we expect that if you're going to go to the dining room put on a cover-up over your swimsuit it's just a gesture of respect it's the it's the norm in the region and it's a gesture of respect to the people who live there thank you for that it's definitely um, important to have that in mind as well. Uh, I live in Southern California in Huntington Beach, mm -hmm. and I know um, it's not uncommon to go to a restaurant or, you know, a small um, sit-down dining uh, place to see um, people without a cover-up or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, thank you for that reminder. Now, what would you say to people who are interested in traveling to Mexico but might be concerned a little bit about safety? Yeah, you know, and, and and they're rightfully so. We have seen in the news that um, even in the tourist areas, there has been isolated outbreaks of crime. Important to note that they weren't directed at tourists. Court, tourists unfortunately were caught um, in in it, but it, it was not it was not crime directed at tourism. So tourists. So what I would say to people is, I would give them if you're traveling to Mexico, I would give you the same advice that I give you if you're traveling anywhere. Keep your wits about you. Don't go off with strangers. You know, your body is on vacation, but your mind does not have to be. <laughs> Keep your <laughs> mind together, right? Um, you know, just just be smart about it. If you, I think in general, if you stick to the tourist areas and you act like a grown-up, really, you will be fine. I mean, I think that especially with all aspects of travel today, there is a certain amount of risk involved, and you have to decide how much risk tolerance you have. But honestly, I think Mexico often gets a, a bad rap for crime, and it's not always deserved. Um, I think that if you're going to a tourist area and you keep your wits about you, you should be fine. Thank you. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, having been to Mexico several times and out of the country or in unfamiliar areas, uh, that's one thing I just mean, maintain, you know, my alertness and just be aware of mm -hmm. my surroundings um, and make exactly. sure that I feel comfortable uh, where I'm at. Exactly. Trust, trusting your gut. Sorry, I meant to say trusting your gut is really important. If something feels off, don't ignore that feeling. Yeah, you've got it. Thank you for sharing that. Now, uh, the Caribbean and both coasts of Mexico are some of the most popular places in the world for cruise vacations. What's the cruising situation like now in these places? Oh, my goodness, Mary, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> it is 
constantly changing and it changes because of so many factors. Uh, I'll give you an example. I'm here in Florida. Um, out in Florida, we do not have um, a vaccine mandate. In Florida, it's illegal to ask someone to show you a pr proof of vaccination. So most of the cruise lines who are mostly based here in Florida, we're not technically allowed to require passengers to be vaccinated. But a lot of people would prefer, a lot of passengers would prefer that that was a requirement. So we've seen that requirement go backwards and forwards over the course of the last year since um, cruising has revived. And I will say, cruisers are, although cruising has been basically the last section of travel to come back, it definitely has the biggest, most fervent fans. You know, people who have cruised before cannot wait to get back on the water. And of course, cruise lines very much want, after being shut down for almost two years, very much want you back. So I say it's one of those things where if you choose to cruise, um, I would say, make sure you're vaccinated because you're going to be just the nature of cruising is that you're closer together than you would be say at a resort but that being said a lot of cruise lines are limiting capacity also so even if it's a ship that takes three or four thousand people can fit to four thousand people they're maybe limiting limiting it to 25 or three thousand people so they're really trying just as resorts are to be sensitive to people's needs and to allow them to feel safe as they take a vacation yeah, that makes sense. You know, and even thinking about the what we talked about earlier, safety, it's just being aware and being comfortable in your surroundings and uh, yeah. making that uh, choice to cruise if you're comfortable with it. So thank you for that. Right. And you know what? There's one thing more I wanted to add, which is that so if you're cruising to the Caribbean, which is where most people are cruising from right, to right now, remember also that you don't only have to abide by the rules of the city that you're cruising from. But remember, every destination that you go to has different uh, COVID entry protocols. So even if you don't need to be vaccinated to get on the ship in Florida, you may need to be vaccinated to get off the ship in the Bahamas or uh, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. It really depends. So just remember that every time you get off the ship, you are going to a different sovereign state that has different rules and you have to respect those. So just just think about that when you plan. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And probably something that a lot of uh, travelers might not have considered in the past is mm -hmm. being um, sure that they're aware of what the restrictions are or any of the protocols right. or guidelines um, in the places that they're visiting. So thank you for sharing that. Now, all this talk about Mexico, the Caribbean, these all-inclusive resorts and cruising has me thinking about food. We can't talk <laughs> about Mexico and the Caribbean without yes. mentioning food. So if you would share with us, what are some of your favorite specialties in both Mexico and the Caribbean? Okay, well, I'll tell you in Mexico, for me anyway, there's no such thing as too much guacamole or too much ceviche. That is essentially my food pyramid. My food pyramid <laughs> is basically a rectangle or a tower while I'm there. It's just built up of those two things. I mean, ceviche or aguachiles, um, just really so good. It's so fresh. You know, you're at the beach resort and that fish has just come in this morning. It's the best. And of course, I mean, guac. Who, who doesn't want guac? I mean... <laughs> fantastic um but then of course there are places like for example if i'm in the turks and caicos or in the bahamas both of those destinations are known for their fresh conch so i always have to have conch um you can have it the traditional way to have it is prepared as conch salad which doesn't have any lettuce in it it's not that kind of salad it's actually kind of like ceviche it's raw and it's um 
served in a citrus marinade with chopped onions and green peppers. Really, really good. Or if you're not quite so adventurous, you can have cracked conch, which is essentially deep fried battered conch and, you know, anything fried, really, it's got to taste good, right? <laughs> and, and then in Jamaica, where I spent half my life, I have my uh, list of things that I must eat before I leave. The first is a Jamaican beef patty, um, sort of basically like a turnover, a flaky pastry filled um, crowded turnover with either beef or vegetables or seafood in it in Jamaica. Um, sort of the patty sort of to Jamaicans what the burger is to people in the States. And whereas people are like either like McDonald's or like Burger King in Jamaica, you're either a tasty patty person or a juicy patty person. Those are the two brands. And so I suggest that you go and try both of them for yourself and see which one you like. I, however, am hashtag team tasty. There you go. We'll see what you face. Well, that sounds incredible. And ceviche is also one of my favorites. Um, I've actually had ceviche twice this week. And uh, any opportunity I I get, yes, any opportunity I get, I have ceviche. It's delicious. And I've already written down the conch salad because I've got to try that and figure out a place either to get it here or how can I replicate this because it sounds amazing. It sounds like I might just have to plan my next trip. Uh, Um, I think you should. Yeah, I I certainly, after hearing about um, your travels, I definitely want to. So thank you for that. Now, just to entice me even more and get me planning my next vacation, do you have a special place in the Caribbean that's your favorite? And if you could take us there, you know, what might you see? Um, what might you hear when you go there? What's the smell like or the people? Well, you know, I thought about this question and um, I do have four favorite Caribbean destinations. In a nutshell, there's Jamaica. And that's because I lived half my life there. And as I told you up front, I think it's a total package. There's Anguilla, very small, very high standard of um, of accommodations and restaurants, but so unpretentious, posh and unpretentious. I like to say it's like it's like me. It's kind of like <laughs> me. Um, I love the Turks and Caicos Islands because you can easily hop between the main tourist island of Provo to the other islands like the North Caicos and Middle Caicos. And I love the Grenadines. Um, there's an island there called Beckway. The country is St. Vincent and the Grenadines. It's an archipelago. And there's a small island called Beckway that I really enjoy because it's very old Caribbean, simple, you know, just really chill. But I can't play favorites. And I realize that really the, the appeal for me of the Caribbean is actually the Caribbean itself. I've come to the conclusion that if you are on the water, it is impossible to be unhappy certainly if you're in the Caribbean. So I went in moments of stress, as and we've all had them right over the last two years. I picture myself on a sailboat on the Caribbean, and I think about the fact that I can smell that salty tang in the air from the waves. I can hear the waves lapping against the bow of the boat rhythm- rhythmically. I can feel the sun on my shoulders, and I can really appreciate the breeze as it brushes past my skin. When I really take two minutes and think about that, it's an instant relaxer. Oh, and you've taken me there. So I most certainly need to plan that next vacation. And if I can't get somewhere like the Caribbean 
or Mexico or anything like that, even a local staycation, I know would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Anywhere near the water, to your point, is definitely a stress reliever. They say that salt water is a cure for everything, right? Whether it's tears or it's sweat or it's swimming. So (laughs) salt water, bring it on. They certainly do say that. Thank you. So what's one thing that you should always do when you travel? What advice would you give our listeners? I'm going to tell you, you should always pack two things, your patience and your politeness, because you will need them both wherever you go. I think there are essential tools. I mean, I don't travel with my without my iPhone, for example, or my collapsible tripod, but I really think everyone should pack their patience and their manners. Because both of those things will go a long way to making your trip as smooth as it can possibly be. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that. And so um, what are some of the best resources people can access to get some of the latest information, whether it be COVID requirements or anything else on these destinations? You know, I would say the best, my best advice is to go directly to the tourism website of the destination that you want to go to. As I said at the top of the show, just put in, you know, if it's Jamaica, put in Jamaica and then official tourism, and that will bring you up to their official tourism website. I say this because often if you just put in Jamaica travel, you'll get a lot of um, websites, but they won't necessarily be the official tourism website. And the official tourism websites really are the only place that for sure you know you're going to get the most up-to-date information about entry requirements and pro-COVID protocols. Perfect. Thank you. And so at the top of the show, you called yourself a care evangelist, and I think you've done that here. Is there anything else that you'd want our listeners to know about the uh, Caribbean? You know, I want your listeners to know that Of course, all the islands are different. We have beautiful beaches, we have swaying palms, but we are so much more. And you really, if you go to the Caribbean and you only lay on the beach, you're doing yourself, you're doing the island, you're doing the people a disservice. Get out, even if it's just for half a day, get out, explore beyond the the, uh, gates of your resort and really get a feel for the destination where you are. It's absolutely worth it. Thank you, Sarah. We certainly appreciate your advice and the resources that you shared with us. And of course, for our listeners, another great resource is Sarah's website, jetsetsarah.com. And follow her on social media at jetsetsarah. Sarah Greaves Gabadon, thank you so much for being with us. And for our listeners, thank you for being with us. If you're planning a trip, connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe. Thank you for traveling with AAA.